Hi, welcome to Tower Pod from St Mary's Marston Mortain in Lindington. A weekly gospel message with a thoughtful sermon. Enjoy. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. He came as a witness to testify to the light so that all might believe through him. He himself was not the light, but he came to testify to the light. This is the testimony given by John when the Jews sent priests and Levites from Jerusalem to ask him, Who are you? He confessed and did not deny it, but confessed, I am not the Messiah. And they asked him, What then? Are you Elijah? He said, I am not. Are you the prophet? He answered, no. Then they said to him, who are you? Let us have an answer for those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? He said, I am the voice of one crying out in the wilderness. Make straight the way of the Lord, as the prophet Isaiah said. Now they had been sent from the Pharisees. They asked him, Why then are you baptizing, if you are neither the Messiah, nor Elijah, nor the prophet? John answered them, I baptize with water. Among you stands one whom you do not know, the one who is coming after me. I am not worthy to untie the thong, of his sandal. This took place in Bethany across the Jordan where John was baptizing. This is the gospel of the Lord. Let's pray. Let the words of my mouth and the thoughts of our hearts bring us closer to you, O Lord. Amen. Please be seated. So there's a little mountain town in Austria. I don't know if you've ever been to Austria. It's a lovely place. There's a little mountain town, and it only gets sunlight half the year because of the mountain. Now, the neighbouring town across the river gets sunlight all year long. The town installed two million dollar mirrors to reflect sunlight into designated light spots in the town where people could gather to soak in the sun. Now, some locals thought that was a waste of money, but the town blamed their dwindling population on the lack of the sun. Now, that seems to draw a nice parallel to why we go to church. We go to gather in a light spot to soak in the sun, S-O-N to gather in a light spot and to continue, actually, John's legacy of testifying 
to the light. Now, we have in today's gospel, don't we, a very interesting scene of questioning. The gospel tells us that the Jews sent the questioners. That doesn't usually mean all the Jews, for Jesus and John the Baptist were also Jews, as was the writer of the gospel, John. John wants readers to realize that the opposition to Jesus by many Jewish leaders goes back to the very beginning of his ministry. But that didn't stop many other Jews from following him anyway. So in many places in John's Gospel where it says the Jews, it's short for the Jews who opposed Jesus. Anyway, the priests and the Levites came out from Jerusalem to find out who this John the Baptist was and whether he was the Messiah. And it's probably, if you think about it, an accurate description of what happened on that particular day. Because after all, St. John the Evangelist, who wrote the Gospel, was a close disciple of John the Baptist. So he was likely there at the time. And a few verses further on, it's mentioned that John the Evangelist was there the next day when John the Baptist, if you remember, pointed out Jesus and said, there's the Lamb of God to uh, John and his companion, Andrew. So if you read the text carefully also, you'll see that Jesus himself was there. John the Baptist says, Among you stands one whom you do not know. It's a small detail, but it's kind of ironic, isn't it? Them questioning John, asking him if he was the Messiah, when the real Messiah was standing right beside them. So the priests and the Levites, they ask John three questions. Are you the Messiah? Are you Elijah? Are you the prophet? And then the fourth question, why then are you baptizing if you're neither the Messiah nor Elijah nor the prophet? It's quite a challenge from the authorities to John the Baptist. So how does he deal with it? He answers the first three questions quite honestly by simply saying, no, I'm not. But notice, he did point them in the direction of Jesus. Among you there stands one who you do not know. And this mysterious suggestion, the one who's coming after me, I'm not worthy to even untie the thong of his sandal. That was how John handled their questions. And so those proud priests go away unsatisfied and with their hearts turned against John and against his call to the people to prepare for Jesus by turning away from sin and getting baptized. Now, I doubt very much that they got baptized that day. What do you think? But isn't it the case that we too face such questions? And nowadays, people don't ask who is the Messiah or Elijah or who is the prophet. But research has shown that there are six questions that people are asking. Number one, what happens after we die? Number two, what's the point of life, its purpose, how should I live? Number three, how did the world start? Number four, does God exist and what is God like? Number five, is there 
a spiritual realm? And number six, why is there so much suffering in the world? Or they might put it, if there's a God of love, why does he allow so much suffering in the world? So we, like John the Baptist, we also get asked, don't we, who we are and what we are doing. And sometimes our questioners can be just as hard in their hearts as John's questioners. A man in the churchyard once said to me, faith is a crutch, going to church is a crutch to help people who struggle with life. He's saying we all struggle with life. When I was out walking Milo, my dog, a lady said, I don't need church, the outdoors is my church. And I think these, these were kind of unbidden questions. I don't think I said anything to them. And I wonder, how would you answer those questions? How about faith is a crutch to help people who struggle with life? Someone on this side. Sorry? Good. Faith helps, yeah. It's true. It's not necessarily a bad thing, is it? Someone else? To know your need is a strength, not a weakness. I love it. Yeah. Thank you. And how about, I don't need church, the outdoors is my church. Some on this side? You need to be together to build your faith. It's lovely. I wish I'd had you all there. I wish I'd had you all there. I don't think I thought of stuff as good as that. And do you have anything to say? No. Anyone else? I don't need church. The outdoors is my church. Who created it? Very good. Ask a question in answer to a question. That's what Jesus did all the time, wasn't he? He asked questions back to make people think. Anyway, hopefully... Our questioners ask their questions because they really want to know the answers. I didn't ask anyone in the choir, did I, if you had an answer? Any of you have an answer to those questions? I can see your brains ticking over. Talk to me later, I'll be very interested. Many times I think they ask with a sort of a yearning in their hearts, unspoken, and they deserve to know the answers. And it's actually our duty, isn't it, to guide them in the right way. They want to know, thinking back about the mirrors in the town, where is the light spot? But no one will ask us anything like this unless they see us actually being a Christian actually carrying out our Christian duty, actually standing out from the crowd for the sake of the gospel, or if they sense that you're a praying person, one who soaks in the sun. And it doesn't do for us to say, and it's easy to do this, I can see why we can do this, preach the gospel at all times, when necessary, use words. We, we know, actually, that St. Francis never said that. On the contrary, he was famous for his teaching and preaching. And it's from him that we get the nativity scene um, 
he, he, he devised it when he came back from Jerusalem. Our actions and our words are meant to go together like a hand and a glove. We're not meant to just do or be. And St. Paul tells us in Romans chapter 10, faith comes from hearing, that is, hearing the good news about Jesus Christ. It might be that they ask you because they noticed that you wear a cross, or because you refused to gossip or take part in some little scam at work, or because you helped someone in need when others went hurrying by on the other side, or you had the courage to say, I went to church on Sunday and it was great when people are talking about their weekend. A way of saying, if you like, I gathered at this light spot. I soaked in the sun. But how to deal with these questions? How do we actually deal with them? I'd like to suggest that first you decide on the question of whether you make a fool of yourself or not. On that question, Decide to leave it in God's hands. Let him take care of that. Deciding that makes you free. Then try answering the questions for yourself, as you're already starting to do. If you know why you sit here on a Sunday, it won't be too difficult to answer other people. Take a little time out to make this type of self-examination. It will repay you no end. Not only will it help you when others put you unexpectedly on the spot, but it will give you an inner confidence and certainty which will make you feel better in yourself. St. Peter says in his letter, always be ready to make your defense to anyone who demands from you an account of the hope that is in you. Be ready, as I've said, not so much to give answers, but like John the Baptist to share what you believe in Jesus Christ and how he helps you point to him. We could also go one step further and talk to others about our faith. And that includes us brothers and sisters in the Christian community or those who are exploring faith here today. Why not ask one another about your life and where Jesus is in your life? Where's the light spot for you? What's it like for you soaking in the sun? If we just begin with each other, it'll be easier to begin then with others. So you know, Jesus stands among us, just as he stood unrecognized among those priests and Levites. We can't see him, but he's here. He's not threatening, he's not judging. He's not spying on us or interfering. He's there, calm, patient, and unconditionally loving. He's there beside us. Let's have no fear when we face questions. Don't forget who it is really that wants us to clam up, who wants us to feel awkward when it comes to spiritual things, who wants us to hesitate and stumble in the face of questioners. The evil one is quite happy to exploit our reluctance. He wants to make us dumb and fill our minds with confusion and make us shy and bashful about our faith. Remember the town with the mirrors. 
Let's soak in the sun. Continue to gather at this light spot. Continue John's legacy of testifying to the light, the light of Christ himself. Amen. Thanks for listening to Tower Pod. I hope you enjoyed it. If you like it, please subscribe and share with a friend. Have a good week and see you next time. God bless. Mm-hmm.